I love this chapter. It's probably one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. We're going to begin reading in verse number 8 tonight. Luke 15, verse number 8. Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it? And when she had found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, dear Lord. I thank you for all you've done for us today. I thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your grace and your loving kindness. I thank you for all you've done for us during these meetings. Lord, these services, and I thank you, dear Father, for the souls that's been saved. And I pray that tonight, dear God, that it would be no different. I pray that you use us, you work in us and through us and with us. Lord, I pray that you fill me with your Holy Ghost. And I pray that you make preaching easy. I pray that you bring to remembrance that which we studied. And I pray that you draw sinners to yourself tonight, that they be saved before it's everlasting too late. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you all. Y'all might be seated tonight. I will give you uh, the introduction out of this chapter, and then I want to preach the message that God has laid on my heart for tonight. The first thing I want to show you in verses uh, numbers uh, 1 through the verse number 7, we see uh, there's a lost sheep, and uh, this sheep is a representation of a sinner, and then we have the shepherd to the sheep, and that's a representation of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was willing. We've got 99 that are lost, and we've got one that are... 99 that are saved and one that's lost. And we see where uh, he leaves this large number and he comes for one. And I'm thankful that he's willing to come after one. And so we see this sheep is lost and we see, I, I, I entitled this A Heart for the Hopeless and how Christ Jesus, he came and he left behind heaven, amen, and he came to redeem this world. And he came, and I've heard it said my whole life, if it would have been just for me, he would have came, amen. So in verses 1 through 7, we see a heart for the hopeless. But in verses uh, 11 all the way uh, down to, uh, let me see, verse number 24, uh, verses 11 through 24, we see a hunger for home. And you know the story of the of the prodigal son, and I'm going to refresh your memory tonight about how this man had two sons. And uh, as we go through the chapter, uh, that man, or that, uh, that shepherd lost one sheep, and he left 99. The woman in our text, she lost, uh, she had 10 silver pieces of silver, and she lost one and went searching. But this father, he had two, and he lost one, and he still was looking. Amen. And that shows how, how sensitive God is and how searching God is and how loving God is. That no matter if you're lost out of one out of a hundred, lost one out of ten, but if you're just lost one out of two, uh, God still loves you and He still wants you. Uh, if that shepherd is a type of Christ and that sheep is a type of a sinner, uh, then this, uh, this son here, he is a type of a sinner. This prodigal, he is a type of a sinner. And I'll tell you this, that father is a picture of God the Father Him. Himself, amen. And his love and his, his power to redeem. Amen. And I'm thankful for the Father tonight. And then we go on towards the end of the chapter in verses 25 through verse 32. We see a, 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 the 
excuse me, hope for the heartless tonight. And what I mean by that is we see a pharisaical son or we see a self-righteous son if you will. And he is working. He thinks he deserves the father's love because of his own merit. But the father made sure to tell him that he didn't have to do anything to deserve the father's love. Amen. And thank God for that song tonight how deep the father's love is for us tonight. So we see tonight the hope for the heartless or the heartless, uh, the heart for the hope we see the hunger for home and then we see uh, that hope for the heartless tonight but I want to look and zoom in in verses 8 through 10 tonight if that sheep was a type of a sinner and that that son, that sinner son was a type of the sinner and, and then that self-righteous son he's a type of a sinner surely this silver in our text is a type of a sinner if that shepherd is a picture of Lord Jesus Christ and if that father is a picture of God the Father, don't throw me out, don't get mad at me. But surely this woman in our text, she's a picture of the Holy Ghost of God. Oh, yeah. You say, can, can the Holy Ghost, can you, is it right to compare the Holy Ghost to a woman? Hey, he's, uh, he's my brother when I need a brother. He's my friend when I need a friend. He's my father when I need a father. And I thank God for the times when I need that nurturing of a mother and that tender touch of a mother. The Holy Ghost has been that as well. Amen. I'm thankful for him. So tonight I want to look and I want to look on at the hunt in the house. That, uh, that sheep was lost out in the field. It had never experienced uh, what it was like to be home. That son was lost, and he was lost in the, in the, in the far country. He didn't know. He, he, he knew what it was to grow up around the things of God, but he knew what it was to go out and to mess up and to come back home. That self-righteous son, he was clean as a whistle, but he knew what it was like to be lost at the Father's house. But tonight I want to look at this silver and how it's lost in the floor. The floor of the house, being right there at the house, being right there, in being in arm's distance of the one that loves you so much and still being lost. And I believe that this week, as we are these two weeks, and tonight, Lord willing, we'll end tonight. I believe over these past two weeks, there's been a lot of people in these chairs, the same chairs you're sitting in tonight. And they have a form of godliness. They have a, a, a form of religion. Uh, they've been, like Brother Mike said last night, they've been baptized, but they've never been saved. Uh, there's a, like Aspen the other night. She said, I've been baptized, but found out that she's never been saved. I think there's been people that's come in over and over and over underneath this tent throughout these two weeks and they have a form of religion but and they know what it's like to be in the house. They know what it's like to be around the things of God but they've never been born again and they're lost in the house. So in this hunt in the house, I want to look first of all at the situation. Are y'all with me? Say amen. First thing I want us to notice in verse number 8, either what woman having 10 pieces of silver is she lose one piece. I want to look at the situation. Number one, I, I noticed tonight that uh, the situation is uh, we see this ten pieces of silver. And what that represents is a dowry. A dowry. And you've heard of a dowry in Oriental culture. And what that would have been, it was a, it was a, 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 a chain. And there would have been those ten pieces of silver. And that woman on her wedding day, her husband would have given her that dowry. And she would have worn it around her head. And it would have been a mark of her 
of her uh, uh, being married, Brother Alexander. And then as she grew older, that wedding day, she would wear it on her forehead. But as she grew older, she would have worn it around her neck. And people would, it would have been like the wedding ring today. Can you imagine, ladies, and you may have done this before, but can you imagine losing your wedding ring, amen, and, and not being able to find it in the panic that this woman faced? But in their culture, it was a lot worse. I know that my wife, uh, there's been times she's not been able to wear her ring. Uh, there's uh, other people that, 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 that I know my brother, he was a mechanic for years and he wouldn't wear his ring to work just simply out of safety reasons. But in that culture, if that woman did not wear that dowry out of her house, it was a sign that she had either left her husband, her husband had left her, or that she was, had committed adultery and he had taken it from her, Brother Bob. So this was a very serious thing that this woman was to have this dowry. So can you imagine the shame that she had? She couldn't go out of her house like this. She couldn't go out and about and do her business in town like this. Hey, she was ashamed that she had lost this. And so it created a great burden in this woman's heart. And I'll say this, that this, that this one piece of silver, I've got a piece here. I brought a piece from Papua New Guinea because it's actually silver. Amen? This, this silver... Is that that they had that piece, that piece of silver was only worth it was worth less than a penny to us. So, brother Rob, it meant very little to anybody else, but it meant everything to this woman. I'm gonna say that again. This piece of silver that represents a sinner, it meant very little to everybody else, brother Bob. But it sure meant everything to this woman. Right, right, Amen. Right. So this woman, uh, she this it didn't mean anything to body anybody else. It wasn't worth much to anybody else. But I want to point out something else about this. In that day and time, all the floors would have been made of dirt. And it would have been easy to have lost something in that dirt, especially a coin or a piece of silver. And uh, I'll say this, Brother Rob... In, that, in our day, uh, it has George Washington's face on the quarter. But on that day, it has Caesar's face. Would you all agree with that? If we go looking through the Gospels, uh, he, he, Jesus even says, uh, well, whose who's, who's likeness is on that coin? He said Caesar's. And they said, render that unto Caesar's, which is Caesar's. So it would have been, it would have had Caesar's face upon it. He was the king. He was the emperor. But because of the fall, not due to the coin's fault, but because of the fall off of the, off the table or off of the nightstand or off of the, the chair, because of the fall, now that coin is down in the dirt. Now that coin is down in the muck and the mire and it doesn't mean much to anybody else. Matter of fact, nobody else would either go looking for it. But there was one person it meant something to and it was this woman. And you remember, I said this. I said that that likeness of, of Caesar was there and the longer that, that coin was lost on the floor, the more dirt it got on it and the more grime that got on it and the more tarnished it got. You ladies know what it is. If silver, if you don't take care of silver, over continuously, it, it begins to tarnish and to, to stain. That's exactly what would have happened to this coin. The longer that, that that image of the king was down on the ground from the fall, and the longer it was down in the dirt, the longer it was down in the muck and the mire, hey, the longer it tarnished, hey, the longer it was marred, the less it looked like the king. And can I remind you, friend, that we are nothing but sinners tonight, but we are created in the image of God tonight. Hey, we are created in the image of the king tonight. Hey, but because of the fall, 
because of Adam's fall, but because of one man's sin entered into the world and death by sin. Hey, it is not our fault that Adam fell, but you mark her down. Hey, every one of us, we are just like that coin. We have been subject to the fall. Hey, we are sinners by birth and we are sinners by choice and we are made in the likeness of the King and that, that the Holy Ghost of God, He wants to find us because the longer we're down in the dirt, the longer we're down in the muck, and the longer we're down in the mire, the more it tarnishes the likeness of the King in our life. The more messed up our life begins, uh, the longer we go. Hey, you hear me tonight? I got saved as an 11-year-old boy. I never went out and committed adultery. I never went out drinking. I never went out partying. As a matter of fact, the first time God ever dealt with me, I got saved. Brother Bob, I had not been down in the muck and the mire as long. Hey, the, the hardened heartaches of sin had not taken a toll on my body like in my, in my life like it had some others. Oh, but I know people all through the years that waited till the latter end of their, their life to get saved, and I'm glad they got saved. Hey, but the tarnish and the muck and the mire, hey, it was on them. It was real tough, but I'm glad it's nothing to the Holy Ghost of God. Hey, to clean that coin up once again. Amen. So I see the situation of this coin. But then I see the search for this coin. Look what the Bible says in verse number 8. Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and seek diligently till she find it. Now I want to say first of all, they would not have had electric LED lights in their day and time. Is that right? It would have been much harder uh, to, to locate. There was a lot of darkness. So not only was this coin down in the dirt, but this coin was down in the darkness. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Yeah. This coin was down in the dirt. This coin was down in the darkness because of the fall. And this woman, the Bible says this woman lit a candle. And she began to look. See, she wouldn't have been able to find that coin without that candle. She wouldn't have been able to find that coin without that light. Oh, I'm going somewhere. I'm going to just keep on preaching it. She could not have, down in the dirt and the muck and the mire, she, she, the, the darkness was, was taking over that coin and she could have looked for days with no hope, looked for days with no chance of finding that coin. But when the light was lit, when the light came out and the light hit that darkness, hey, I can just imagine she started thinking, she would see something glimmering over here. Is that the coin? No, that's not the coin. And she'd get the light a little lower. Is that the coin? No, no, that, that's not the coin. So, but the Bible, so let me tell you, you say, why is everybody getting so excited about this light? Well, that light represents the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, can I tell you of another light? Hey, I'm glad as an 11-year-old boy that the Holy Ghost of God had a Holy Ghost filled Bible preacher that took the light and he lit the light that morning and the gospel light went forth that morning and shined down in my darkness. I had never 
experienced the light before and a lot of people don't like the light. There's people tonight getting drunk out of their mind. There's people tonight that's drove by this tent for two weeks and mocked and stopped because they don't like the light. Oh, but it's not my job to make people like it. It's just my job to get the gospel light out and shine it out. Hey, Brother Rob, it's not my job to convert sinners. It's just my job to get the light out and shine it out in the darkness. Amen. You know what this tent's been to this community for two weeks? It's been light. You know what those gospel signs have been to this community for two weeks? Teenagers and little kids and adults hey, holding up signs with the gospel on it. It's been light. You know why people have just went and went their merry way? It's because men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Hey, but no matter. Hey, let's just keep shining the light. Hey, preachers, keep shining the light. Hey, young people, keep shining the light. Hey, mamas and daddies, just keep shining the light. Hey, I want to hear, I want my kids to hear good Bible preaching. I want my little girl and my little boy to hear the greatest preachers in the world. But nothing would thrill my heart more than if one night uh, my little girl comes to me at family altar and says, Daddy, I'm lost. I need to be saved. Hey, nothing would thrill my heart more than for me and Mama just to keep shining the light at home. And one day, hey, Ezra, come in there and say, Daddy, I need to be saved. Oh, glory to God. I just say, hey, she wouldn't have found that coin if it wasn't a been for the light. And no, hey, we wouldn't be saved tonight if it wasn't for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah, amen. She lit a candle and went to looking for that coin. But then it said, I think Brother Bob, it says she swept the house till she found it. Right. Now by logic, I, I it'd be real hard to sweep while I kiss with me. Help me, ladies. I know you men ain't sweeping around no one. It'd been real hard to look and sweep like this, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Brother Samuel, I don't think that's the kind of sweeping this woman was doing. See, that's just flipping. That shows no care. Matter of fact, Brother Rob, if you went to go looking for that coin, even tonight, it's dirty enough up here. Without a light, and without me knowing, I'll, I'll tell you this, if I didn't know where that coin was at, I'd have a hard time finding it up here. Amen. Miss Kathy, it would have been very flippant to try to do it like this. More than likely, it would have just put more dirt on the top of it. Look here, we better be real careful when we're dealing with the light. Brother Samuel, it would have just pushed more dirt over the likeness of the king if she'd have used a broom like this. Brother Brian, I don't believe that's the kind of broom she was using. No, Brother Bob, I believe she got down. She cared about this coin. Did I mention nobody else cared about this coin? But Miss Sharon, she cared about this coin. Can you imagine as that lady, as she got down, she started in one corner of her house and got down as low as she could. She got down to where the coin was at. She didn't wait for the coin to come to her. Brother David, she got down in the dirt. She got down in the darkness. She got down in the muck and the mire where that coin was at. 
that and she began to sweep a little at a time. Oh, can you imagine the pain in her heart? The Bible said she slept, she slept and searched diligently. That word diligent means with much care. Oh, she didn't want to hurt that coin. She wanted to help that coin. She wanted to find that coin. Oh, can you imagine? And she finally, oh, she, uh, can you imagine as that dirt begin to come off that coin and the light could get through? Oh, can you imagine as she just gently, like an archaeologist, begin to very fragilely, those bristles of that brush going off softly over across that coin. And all of a sudden, uh, as she sees it down there in the muck and the mire, and she gets even lower. She puts her hand down in the darkness. She puts her hand down in the muck and the mire, and she reaches in and grabs that coin and redeems that coin and brings it up out of the muck and the mire. Can I remind you tonight, sinner friend, at Jesus and the Holy Ghost tonight. Hey, they're sweeping the house tonight. They're getting down low where you're at. They're willing to come right to where you are. Hey, the light's shined all these two weeks. And even before that, Brother Bob's shining the light. But this great gospel tent, hey, the, the people that's been walking up and down the highway with the signs and the gospel being preached, hey, that's the light going out. And the Holy Ghost has been convinced hearts. Hey, you know what? That's what that sweeping is, by the way. That's the sweeping. That's the conviction of the Holy Ghost of God. He's not going to come in and make you get saved. No, he's going to be gentle. I couldn't help but think. Hey, Brother Bob, as I was studying this today, I got to thinking about Brother Mike walking back in this tent last night. Oh, Brother Kirky had done got in his car and drove off. Oh, but the sweeping was still going on. The light was still outshining. And guess what? He came and turned around. That's the Holy Ghost of God sweeping around in a religious man's heart and saving him Hey, by the good grace of God. I'm glad tonight that God didn't quit looking for me. I'm glad the Holy Ghost hey, gave me a chance amen, to get saved just as I'm glad that the light came forth. I'm glad that the sweeping hey, took place in my life. You might be real uncomfortable tonight. You might have felt condemnation these two weeks. Oh, but don't get mad. Get glad. That's just the Holy Ghost sweeping around Amen. in your life so he can save you. Amen. You say, you sure are excited. You better believe it. I'm excited. The Bible says in John 6, 44, No man cometh unto me except the Father which has sent me. Draw him. Amen. I wonder if there's some sweeping going on in your house, your, your house tonight. I wonder tonight. Oh my goodness, there's sinners here. I know it. There's sinners here. And the Holy Ghost, he's, the, the Holy Ghost has let me preach the gospel one more time and the light's gone forth. And the Holy Ghost has got down to where you're living tonight. Could it be that the light's hitting you for the first time tonight? Or could it be that all week, just like for Brother Mike, he's been here for a week and a half, and it took a week and a half for him to realize that his baptism wouldn't save him. But I'm glad that the Holy Ghost didn't stop sweeping, Brother Mike. I'm glad he kept caressing and just taking his time and being gentle. He's a gentle God, amen. I'm glad tonight, Brother Bob, that the Holy Ghost, he's got his broom in his hand. He's got his light in the other and he's sweeping around here tonight trying to find that lost coin. Amen. Amen. Tonight, I see the situation. 
that coin was lost. Didn't mean much to anybody else, but it sure meant something to that woman. And tonight, the situation in this tent is there's lost sinners that are lost, need to be saved. I'm not asking if you've been baptized. I'm not asking if you've ever spoken tongues. I'm not asking if you've done some great work. The Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags in the sight of God. There is none good, no, not one. All we like sheep have gone astray and turned ever to one of his own way. The Bible says in Titus 3, it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he has saved us. For Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10, for, for by grace are you saved through faith and it not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, if baptism could save us if good works could save us, if a spiritual gift could save us, if doing the religious activity could save us, there would have been no need for Jesus to die on the cross. But the fact is that none of it could save us. And it took the sweeping of the Holy Ghost. It took the light of the gospel. You know what the gospel is tonight? The gospel is the death and the burial and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I imagine everybody under this tent tonight has got a head knowledge of that. But what I'm asking tonight, do you have a heart knowledge of that? The situation is, is we've got lost people here tonight. Hey, but I'm glad the search is going on and the gospel light's going out and the Holy Ghost of God is sweeping the house tonight. I want to see lastly tonight, this is what God's put on my heart. There's a hunt in the house. There's a situation. There's a search. But there's a success. Verse number 9, And when she had found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. You know what I believe, Brother Bob? I believe that that woman, after she found that, that peace, I don't believe that she would have called her neighbors over to show it off until she started cleaning it. That's right. Right. How many of you ladies going to have people over and feed them on dirty dishes? So this woman, surely, Brother Kurt, she would have got the polish out. <laughs> she might have got the wire brush out, Brother, Brother Rob, and begin to clean. She would have got the little, the fine bristles and started getting the nooks and the crannies because she wanted everybody to see the likeness of the king in this coin. See, when the Holy Ghost saves us, you know what he begins to do immediately? Once he gets us up out of the dirt and the muck and the mire and the, the, the darkness, well, number one, he wants to keep us in the light. And then he wants to start cleaning on us, brother, brother Samuel. He wants to start getting the fine bristles. See, at first, it's easy to get those big chunks of clay and dirt and muck and mire off. That's the easy part. But it's those little crevices. That's more in the likeness of the king. And the longer that the Holy Ghost of God gets us around the light and keeps us around the light and keeps cleaning on us and keeps working on us, the longer we he works on us, the more we look like the king. Brother Rob, every once in a while, the Holy Ghost, he'll put us out and he'll let us be seen. But most of it, it's just going to be more and more cleaning to get those little crevices worked out. But Alexander said she rejoiced, so she wanted others to rejoice. 
I got so excited last night that I, after Brother Mike got saved, I couldn't even hardly go to sleep. <laughs> I was so tore up. I had to tell everybody about it. Amen. That's exactly right. People get mad us putting people about people getting saved on Facebook, but it looks like this woman went and told everybody, and it looked like uh, the, the the shepherd told everybody, and it looked like the father told everybody. And I just figure if they have a big party every time the sinner got saved in this text, hey, when the silver was found, when the sheep was found, when the son came home, they had a big old shindig. I just figure every time that God saves a sinner, hey, we ought to have us a party and rejoice and thank. God and God's still saving all sinners. But look what it says in verse 10. Likewise, I say unto you. Now, if I'm about to bust your bubble and you've got a, a, a placard on your wall that says there's rejoicing and the, the angels are rejoicing, I'm sorry. And you probably heard a gospel song that said the angels are rejoicing. That's not what the Bible says. There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner at repentance. Brother Bob, I want to deal with this very quickly, but tonight, who's in the presence of the angels? God, God the the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and the saints. See, an angel has no soul. If you're waiting around to die to get your angel's wings, that's a demotion. I'm not looking to get wings in a halo. That's that's just that's goofy doctrine. And I'm not being mean or ugly tonight, but we've got a soul. Angels don't have that. They don't understand what we don't what we know. They don't know what it's like to be redeemed. They don't know what it's like. They were created to worship. But we we were we we were saved out of the fall and we get to worship. Amen. Hey, the only those beasts that are flying around in the only vernacular they have is holy, holy, holy. They have no choice but to worship. Oh, but brother. Bob, hey, we've got a choice and we get to worship. And you you listen to me tonight. Every time when Brother Mike got saved last night, right here on this altar, you know what happened? They they stopped heaven and the Father rejoiced and the Son rejoiced and the Holy Ghost rejoiced and all the saints of all the ages rejoiced Amen. over one sinner Amen. that repented. Amen. And it's amazing to me. I, you know, people will take this and say, see, they're all God does all the work, but God brings this thing back around. Yes, the Holy Ghost, it takes the, the light of the gospel. It takes a preacher preaching the gospel. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It takes the sweeping of the Holy Ghost. And I understand that this is a parable and Jesus is tying this in and showing us what it's like. He's really showing us what the, the drawing of the Holy right, Ghost is right, like. But he brings that back around and he brings it back on the responsibility of men. See, salvation is the, 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 the sovereignty of God, but salvation on this side is also the responsibility of man. God sent His Son. Christ came and died for your sins. And tonight, the Holy Ghost is sweeping your house so you can be saved. But tonight, if you're not willing to repent and put your faith in Christ, there'll be no finding tonight. You'll stay in the floor. The dirt will just keep getting pushed around on top of you. As bad as the Holy Ghost is looking for you tonight, as much as He wants to save you tonight, He will not make you get saved. 
Amen. Brother Mike had to make a conscious decision to turn that car around last night. And Brother Kirk, tonight if a sinner gets saved, the Holy Ghost is a sweeping. But it'll be your decision tonight. If you want to be saved tonight, you'll have to come to the same point he did and, and these others have that's gotten saved in this meeting. You'll have to come to the point where you're willing to turn, to repent of all your good works and all your good deeds and your baptism and turn and put your faith completely and wholly in Jesus Christ. If you're not willing to do that tonight, I can't help you. I can't help you. Let me remind you. He's looking. He's sweeping. And the lights went out again tonight. This might be the last time he sweeps around where you're at. Amen. One of these days, Brother Bob, the light. Think about that. Think about that. The light's going to go out for the last time. Amen. The broom's going to be put in the closet. Yep. There ain't going to be any more chance and any more hope for you. Amen. One day the light's going to be out. The broom's going to be gone. And you're going to still be lost. Amen. I want every head bowed and every eye closed tonight. Nobody's a-looking. Nobody's a-peeking around.